The year 2020 has been called the year of America's racial reckoning by some. It's been called a time where movements of racial social justice exploded on the national scene. I have to be honest, I'm not convinced. As a student of history, I've learned to analyze the difference between what activist Joe Madison calls a moment versus a movement. Was Me Too a moment or a movement? In my opinion, it has turned out to be a moment in history because I've not seen wholesale systemic change in how women are treated in the workplace beyond certain individuals like Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, and others rightfully having their career and fame be challenged and more or less ended. I feel a similar vibe happening with the work of anti-racism. I've been engaged in so many powerful trainings and talks of organizations on the issue of anti-racism, defined by some as the policy or practice of opposing racism and promoting racial tolerance. From the human resources to the executive level, I've been truly impressed by the sincerity by which these organizations have taken issues of racial and social justice head on. Below, I'm sharing three reasons why the anti-racist efforts of your organization may not be working. Number one, you don't fully understand what anti-racism is. Is anti-racism just a word at your company? Are you and your colleagues really learning vocabulary that speaks to the challenges we face today? Can you and your colleagues explain the difference between racism and systemic racism or microaggression and a stereotype? Words matter. Definitions matter. I have had multiple situations where I had to work with an organization on just agreeing to the same definition of a term like anti-racism before we could move on in any other part of the discussion. And it was completely worth it because in times when this was not done, we had to backtrack and start over with definitions. This is an extremely important step because if I'm looking at systemic racism as maybe a form of racism that is embedded as a normal practice within society, or an organization specifically thinking of systemic racism and you're looking at racism from the lens of, hey, I never owned slaves, so I'm not responsible for racism or if you just work hard, you can overcome anything. You know, that type of mentality without even acknowledging the systemic part of the term systemic racism that I was using, any training we do is going to be unintentionally sabotaged from the beginning. Invest the time necessary to get on the same page before you even move forward. Number two, you're too focused on the problem and not the solutions. Too many organizations have focused their anti-racism efforts on reading articles and books and talking about them. This obviously must continue, but it cannot be enough. For many non-white people, especially black people I've spoken to at some organizations, anti-racism training is just a replacement term for diversity training. Saying Black Lives Matter is a new version of saying we value diversity. Organizations that have been more successful with the anti-racism efforts have shown that black salaries matter and black employees matter. In short, they understand that representation matters. Organizations that have hired more non-white people at the executive level, granted more power to their directors of diversity, and have increased representation of non-white people across the board, are experiencing greater employee satisfaction and are celebrated more by their customers, exemplified by MSNBC naming Rashida Jones as president of the network and introducing more shows hosted by black people such as Tiffany Cross and Jonathan Capehart. It's represented by President-elect Biden not just saying he believes in diversity, but making his cabinet more diverse, including adding Native American congressperson Deb Holland to his cabinet, as well as appointing the first openly gay cabinet member in Pete Buttigieg. Number three, anti-racism is a fad at your organization. I remember during the summer of 2020, 
seeing Black Lives Matter signs going up everywhere from Dell to Starbucks. Even Republican senators like Mitt Romney had marched for Black Lives and verbalized the phrase. Microsoft's advertising department got in trouble after an email surfaced, however, asking that they paint a Black Lives Matter mural while the protests were still, quote unquote, relevant. This led to a powerful response by artist Chantel Martin, who partially wrote that education and accountability must occur in order to see real change. Supporting equality only when it's popular is in itself a form of racism. While the aforementioned situation does not represent all of Microsoft, it does express the sentiments that I've seen by some leaders of organization and companies that see work on anti-racism as the flavor of the month. The fact of the matter is that, especially in the age of social media, your company will indeed be exposed positively or negatively. Your organization would actually be better off doing nothing rather than putting forth a half-hearted measure that will create more problems than you're trying to solve. Make sure your efforts are sincere and you are more likely to get buy-in from most parties involved. Going forward, at the end of the day, it is important that your organization steps back to truly assess what your goals are when you state that you want to embrace anti-racist policies. I've stated before that even though I am an anti-racist and committed to the work, I am not a big fan of the word because it literally focuses more by the definition of the word anti, right? on what you're against as opposed to what you're for. It's similar to the late Mother Teresa stating that she would never attend an anti-war rally, but would attend a pro-peace rally. Like I said, words matter. If you really want to assess your anti-racist efforts, you should look at what progress your company has made eight months after the killing of George Floyd, which is one of the major catalysts for today's anti-racist efforts, along with the killing of Breonna Taylor. In the same way you haven't heard their names on television due to potential social justice fatigue, is your organization experiencing anti-racism fatigue or just not moving forward? The three steps above may help you, but only if you and your organization are sincere about the work and honest about exposing the challenges your organization faces in order to make sure that you are part of a movement and not a moment. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.